If you go ahead and grab your Bibles, I have 10 minutes, which is, if, if you know me, probably you're thinking, yeah, right. So I'm going to do everything that I can to stay to 10 minutes this morning. Um, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke uh, chapter 14. Um, and just as I've been thinking this, this weekend, this week, Rebecca and I spent time with our kids at my parents in the, in the Twin Cities. And we spent some time um, just processing together where we were at as Buffalo City Church. And, and when I say we spent time processing together where we were at at Buffalo City Church between um, diapers and, and spit up and um, other things, we got maybe two or three words in at a time. So uh, this morning then, what, 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 where we were compelled, or was it where I was compelled out of a, a very specific conversation that we had, um, was to move to Luke 14, 25 through 33. So if you're there, let's take a look at that text. Actually, let me just talk a couple, uh, 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 say, give us a little bit of a setup here before we go there. I think, I think as we've established Buffalo City Church, if you've been with us for a short amount of time before, since we started corporate worship on October 4th of 2015 last year, we as a people um, have been committed to the idea of what our mission states as we exist to make disciples who make disciples. And so we've considered a lot about what it means to be a disciple and what discipleship is. And I think over the course of last year, we sort of compiled this understanding, but I think it would be helpful just to give a brief definition of what that is. Um, and I think discipleship, we've just come to this conclusion, discipleship is learning. And actually, we've learned together that that is uh, the root of the word. The word disciple in the original text just means learn. It means someone who sits down and, and learns. Um, and the question then becomes, what are we learning? We're learning who God is. That's what we do together as the people of God. We learn who God is. Um, and then the question is, how are we learning it? And we're learning it through the word of God, through what God has revealed to us about who he is. And in the light of that, who we are. We say that a lot. So I would define discipleship then based on what we have discussed over the last year or so um, in two, two very distinct ways. Um, one, simply this, sitting at the feet of Jesus, taking the posture of a learner and fulfilling one's intended purpose to bring God glory through knowing him. So in short, that's a lot of words just to say knowing God. Our, our purpose is to know God. That's what we were created for. And so discipleship looks like knowing God. And then the second part of that definition is this, engaging one another with the truth of the gospel with the intent of spurring one another on to knowing God. Again, the intended result is knowing God. In short, this is in short, proclaiming who God is so others might know him. So discipleship is knowing God and proclaiming who he is. And we've talked about this too. Every Christian, every believer, everyone who is in Christ is, is called to this. We're not called to, to be stagnant. We're not called to, to sit on our hands and to spectate from the sideline. But, but every Christian is called to this. To know God, but to also make disciples by proclaiming who he is. Proclamation comes in a lot of forms. It's the way that we live our lives, but there's a verbal element to it as well. And we as people proclaim the truth of the gospel just as it is given to us in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, when Jesus said, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And this is why our mission is to make disciples who make disciples. So, so that, that's the setup here. That's what we've talked about a lot. We've talked about what discipleship is and why we do it, why we engage it, primarily because it is our, our purpose. So the question then becomes, as we, as we move to this text in Luke 14, verses 25 through 33, the question becomes, what response is demanded? What response is demanded when we look at what is required of us, what, what it means to be a disciple? 
we, we ask the question, what, what is then demanded? And this is important for us going into year two. And that's why I'm saying this. This is, this is why we're talking about this. Because we're celebrating a year, but we want to continue. We want to push forward. We want to, we want to know who God is together as people and proclaim who he is to our community. And so the question is, what response is demanded? The response is full, to fully give your life to knowing God, to loving him, to proclaiming him as his ambassador. And so the question then becomes, coming out of that is, what is the cost? What does that cost? So let's read this text together. Luke 14, 25 through 33. Now great crowds accompanied him and turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down to count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build a tower and was not able to finish it. Or what king, going out to encounter another king at war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So, therefore, if any, anyone who... Oh, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. So this is what I want us to consider going into year two then. This is what I want us to consider together this morning as a group of people situated in, in Jamestown, North Dakota, um, who call ourselves Buffalo City Church. It's just a moniker that gives us we are the people of God, the church. So Jesus was speaking to and about individuals here, and he turns to this great crowd, these, these crowds of people who are following him, it's almost an attempt to weed these people out, right? He looks at them and he says, he says, look at look at all of these people here. Anyone who does not hate his own father, mother, wife, and children, and brothers and sisters, and yet even his own life cannot be my disciple. How many people in that crowd do you think looked at him and said, I understand that perfectly. I'm going to do it. I, probably not. Probably not a whole lot. We see this waxing and waning of people who are following Jesus. What Jesus is saying, those who desire to be a disciple, they're not coming along for the cool ride. They're not coming along to do whatever what everyone else is doing. He's saying there's, a, there's an infinite cost to this. There's an infinite cost to following Jesus, to following me. Those who desire to be my disciple, Jesus is saying, should not make a quick and uninformed decision. They should not make a quick and un uninformed decision. And that, that legitimately is a truth for us this morning that we need to grapple with in our own minds. If we want to build a tower or go to war, consider what it will cost us. Your life savings, your country's military resources, that's what Jesus is saying. For the individual who follows Jesus, know full well that your life is demanded. Your life is demanded. If we together in this room, and I think as I look across the faces here, I think people in this room are fully committed to this. And yet, I, I am imploring you this morning to consider the cost. To count the cost. It requires your life, not just your Sunday morning, not just this context, not just an hour, not just the change in the bottom of your purse, but your life. And if that sounds too steep, or if you think that's not serious, then you haven't counted the cost. We might think to ourselves, I want to follow Jesus, but, but I let the Bible collect dust on the shelf instead of disciplining myself to pick it up and let the words of life wash over me. 
I want to follow Jesus, but I've but I've sacrificed my family and relationships on the altar of career. I want to follow Jesus, but I but I feel a nudge to support the mission of the local church financially. I clench my fists around cash and claim mine. I want to follow Jesus, but I value my own leisure activities above those who bear the image of God and meeting together regularly to fulfill the one, fulfill the one another's of Scripture. So the question this morning, coming out of this, have we counted the cost? And this is going to be important. This is going to be imperative for us in year two. Have we together counted the cost? Have we together counted the cost? We've laid a foundation here, but do we have an intention to complete it? Here's the deal. Discipleship is a lifelong activity, right? It's not something that gets done in a day. Just like if you build a tower. It doesn't happen in a day. It happens over the course of your entire life. God is making us more into the image of Jesus every single moment of every single day. Even when it seems like there is no progress, there is. God is working. He has promised us that. And God is faithful. We've been placed again in Jamestown together, all of us, so that the people of this town might see the glory of God. Whatever 50, 60, 70 of us this morning, whatever number it is. We've been placed together this morning in this place so that the city of Jamestown might see the glory of God. That means no punching out. Well, we're a church now. I've heard that a couple of times. Well, we're a church now. Okay? All right? Is the mission fulfilled? No, absolutely not. That means no thinking that we've arrived. We've got something for the kids. We've got some community groups. We've, uh, we've got uh, a couple of Bible studies. We haven't arrived. We're not there. The mission of the church is ongoing. And that means no pursuit of pet projects. We'll be in church when we get that building to worship in. We talk a lot about the fact that we're not defined by a building, and yet the number one question I get asked is when are we going to get a building? What we want to do is link arms to know God and proclaim Him and His excellencies, but that costs our life and nothing else. It costs our life and nothing else. So just in conclusion this morning, and I, I'm like at 10 minutes right now, so here we go. The Christian life is about responses, right? We, we respond through singing. We respond through worship this morning to what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. That's why we do this. We don't do this because it sounds cool or because, um, because we have been blessed with, with a, lot of different, um, a lot of different people who are musically gifted. We don't do it because of that. We do it because we're responding to what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And all that we can do, all that we can do is, is sing. The Christian life is about responses. In Christ, we, we just got done studying uh, a, a, Luke, a passage in Luke just a few chapters before this, talking about the Good Samaritan and, and the reason why um, the reason why that is important for us because in Christ we've been shown mercy. So, like the Good Samaritan, you are called to show mercy. You are called to respond to that. We're called to respond in, in the stewardship of our resources. God has not withheld anything from us. We read that last week in Romans. God has not withheld anything from us, but he's freely given us all things. So why do we clench our fists around that cash? Why do we go out and help the people who are next to us and our neighbors who are, who are drowning in debt? And the list goes on. But just as Jesus took up his cross and bore the sin of the world on his shoulders, so we are called out in this passage specifically, we are called to take up our cross and die to self-interest and sacrifice everything. Your life, 
is a big cost. It is a big cost. That's the cost of discipleship. God didn't make the access easy. He didn't make the on-ramp simple. He didn't make it short. We talked about suffering and how suffering comes to us as a means to develop us and to form us and shape us into the image of Christ. It costs us our life. So as Buffalo City Church this morning, we're going to go eat, we're going to celebrate, we're going to sing a couple more songs. But this morning, as we consider year two and what it has in store for us, we want to continually and constantly, consistently be counting the cost together. This was what will define us. So my prayer as we go from here into year two is this. One that we know that God is faithful. That God is faithful to us as a body, as individuals. God is faithful. He sent his son. But then that we might be found faithful as well. Let's pray.